Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. From the world's first officially recognized sim racing group, it's the Torah Radio Show. Good evening, listeners. This is the Torah Radio Show here on RS1. This is episode 40 of our 2020 season. This is, of course, the show where you've come to expect tomfoolery, shenanigans, sarcasm, and occasional sim racing news. Um, I'm Ben Williams, and back with me in the studio is Mr. Louis Satterley. How are you doing, Louis? I'm doing good. Got done with the chaos that was Sebring Week, and it was more chaotic than normal. And uh, we're back. Yes. We have not been replaced by Angus Fender. No. No. No, race car drivers can't do sim racing news. Well, they can, but not as they good. They obviously can, since Angus was kind of taking over Matt's job last week. So, Yeah, good on him. He was doing a good job, actually. He was. <laughs> it was kind of But seamless. no cutting in on our action. If you want to cut in on our action, you get me behind the wheel of that McLaren, and then we'll call it even. You can just get on ACC. Um, <laughs> no, I want the real thing. Yeah. He crossed over into our world. I want to cross over into his. <laughs> Tit for tat, man. Come on. Anyway, um, happy Thanksgiving, fellow Americans. Um, since Glenn yes. and I refuse to actually record on Thanksgiving again this year, this is pre-recorded. So yes. there might be yes. a couple things that come out on Wednesday and Thursday that we miss because we are currently recording this on the Tuesday the 24th. If I can give you a little peek behind the production curtain that we usually try to keep in place. Um, so if we miss anything, eh. <laughs> yeah, I got my devious smile and my uh, Mr. Burns peeking of the fingers going right now with how he outsmarted Matthew on this one. Um, yeah. Smithers! <laughs> anyway, um, it is the week of American Thanksgiving, which means that Black Black Friday, that's what happens when you try to say two words at the same time. I was going to say, you do that, you clean it up, Ben. (laughs) Black Friday is quickly upon us. In fact, it will be the day after the show airs, so be on the lookout for a variety of Black Friday deals. Um, If you're looking to get any type of new sim racing equipment, um, get a new like console or anything along those lines, new graphics card or what have you, now would be the time to do it because basically everybody has a Black Friday deal this year. Um, you can look out for various deals on Logitech Thrustmaster Fanatic Wheels that I've seen advertised as, I think I saw 70% off a Logitech wheel at Walmart, I think. 70% off? I think that's what I read. Man, that's a deal. <laughs> that is a real good deal. Um, I'm sure uh, there will be deals on Amazon for your Thrustmaster stuff. And actually, let me look. Does Fanatec have anything announced right now for deals? Probably should have um, done this before the show, but... Probably have. I don't think they have. I haven't seen anything. But granted, I haven't really been looking either. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. The only time I usually look at Fanatec anyway is when it's like, oh, that's pretty. And then I remember, oh, yeah, I'm poor. Yeah, that's pretty much how it is with Fanatec. 
Is it Fnatic or Fanatec? I've heard it said both ways. Yeah, tomato, tomato. how Matt says it at the moment. I think he says... He might say Fanatec. I don't remember. It's one, it's one of the two. It's one of the two. Um, I don't see any deals currently advertised. So, something to probably look out for tomorrow in case... Excuse me. They don't publish the news until Black Friday. Um, I was going to say, I think this is kind of the downside of us doing the show on Tuesday because there's a few things out there that ha- I'm sure haven't announced any Black Friday deals if there is any. Well, you say that, but iRacing announced their deals a couple days ago. Yeah, I'm not. I'm saying not all of them. Some have, but not all of them. Yeah. Um, just quick info about that. If you want those deals for iRacing, they have 25% off renewal accounts and 50% off new signups. So if you wanted to get in iRacing or get back into iRacing, now would be the time to do it. I was going to say, if I'm not mistaken, I think all through my, all the month of December, new memberships are always 50% off. They probably are. I think that's how it was last year, because yeah. they're in the holiday season there, or holiday mood. Mm-hmm. Um, for console gamers, just kind of bringing us back around, uh, I'm certain there will be deals on Xbox Game Pass, Xbox Live Gold, um, and PlayStation Plus deals as well. Um, you just got to, you know... Keep your nose out for that kind of thing. I mean, there'll probably be a deal on Amazon, probably a deal on the PlayStation Store, the Xbox Store, etc. Um, and I'm sure there'll probably be deals on previous gen consoles. Yes. Considering now the now that they're like, okay, we got all the new stuff. Get the old stuff out. Yeah. So as usual, all the new stuff is like hyper expensive. Lot. So yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that there will also be Steam deals for Air Factor 2, AMS 2, Soda Corsa, and ACC DLC as well. In fact, I think they've already started advertising some stuff, right, Louie? I'm sure they have, yes. Okay. Um, as of right now, I know Air Factor 2 does not have any deals. They just have their normal packages that you can normally get, so there's no special deals out as of yet. Um, but... Another thing that R-Factor does do as well is that they have their, uh, all the way up until the holiday, they have their quarterly sales, and then they just do the um, whole holiday sale for the whole month. Mm-hmm. So you'll get like a spring, a summer, a fall, and then you never really get a winter sale. You just end up getting a whole holiday sale. Right. So anyway... Yeah, so to be on the on the lookout for all of that fun stuff. Um, I'm sure we'll be doing another Christmas list later in December where Matt can make comments about me having things in my sack, which I always love when he does that. I, I was about to call you out on it, then I realized what you're going with there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ben, what did we'll you call me last year? Ben Claus, something like I, that. I don't think I was around for that one. Normally, I would have called. You, I would have called you Benny Claus. Benny Claus. <laughs> Normally, whenever we're doing the like rundown of this is what you should buy the sim racer in your life for Christmas this year, um, it's usually just him and me. But I think last year it was him, me, and Jordan actually. So could have been. I don't know what the heck I was doing. Oh, I, you know what it was? Last year I was in Canada. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> 
So, funny story on that. You have any idea how much crap I caught at work by everybody trying to say, it's like, oh, you went to the motherland. I was like, what do you mean I went to the motherland? Well, you're Canadian, aren't you? Strong southern accent. How do you get Canadian out of that? Do you say A a lot? No, I didn't say A. <laughs> and now the, all the Canadian viewers are... I was going to say all the northerners <laughs> are going absolutely crazy. Like, oh, we don't say that. I won't tell the joke. So, I No, will. here's the other funny thing, actually, is that the people I visited up there, they, I told them all the stereotypical Canadian stuff that we hear down here in the States. And they're like, oh, we don't say any of that, especially A. We don't use A. Not even five minutes later, he turns to his own mother and says, hey, mom, so we're going to go out and get a Christmas tree, eh? And I was just like, yeah, you don't say it, huh? That's like, that's like a Southerner saying, we, don't, we never use the word y'all. We, it never comes up in conversation. Speaking of southern words, um, you ever heard the term Ewans? Oh, yeah. So I finally had that one to explain I to me. I we like, had this is... discussion. <laughs> well, I mean, I, ha- I had the definition explained to me, which was y'all plus three. Yeah. No. Which, if definitely... that's not the most southern math I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> we've definitely had this discussion on the show before. because oh, I'm sure we have. I, but... I mentioned the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh ease um, word yins, and I got, <laughs> and I got a message from a listener who's from Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh jeez, yeah. Oh, uh, anyways, I believe we have some racing news because we're now talking about accents. Oh yeah, welcome to the Toro Radio Show. We do occasionally talk about some racing news. You can mark that off the bingo card. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm right pretty here. sure that I'm pretty sure that ends up being the free space. Yeah. On how often that happens. Yeah, probably. Um, I think, though, me mispronouncing things is probably the free space at this point. Um, uh, maybe uh, not. Maybe not. Okay. Moving on. Uh, GT Sports. GT Sports, unlike other console games, continues to have great support in its, it's been the last couple of years of life. Um, the FI... Online championship regional finals are currently happening. Um, congratulations to Mr. Lopez for finishing first in the EMEA region. Um, these are all being streamed live as per usual. So the Americas will be on the 29th. So that would be next Sunday. And then the Sunday following would be the Asia Oceania. So here, here's a question for that, actually, because I know whenever they do the finals for that, they usually tend to fly everybody over into one central location. How are they doing that this year? I'm pretty sure it's basically an – well, no, it is. It's an online championship, so it's – you're they're doing it from home. Yeah, I was going to say they've always been online championships, but whenever they did the finals, that, I, they would always bring everybody together on one. So yeah, if they're, they're, doing the, home, they're doing the finals from home. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I you would have to now. Yeah, absolutely. Since, since every country has a different approach to the virus. Yeah, and it's not like professional racers or athletes where they can get the waiver to just go right on through. It's like, hey, guess what? You get a whole airliner to yourself and we're going across the ocean. Hey. Yeah. Um, so while those are finishing up, the expedition season that goes into 2021 actually starts this week. Um, it's the usual program of nations and manufacturer cups. Uh, you can find all of your information out. I know GT Planet 
covered it, so you can check it out on their article over there. It, I know at this point I'm beating a dead horse, but it's really nice to, for a console game to get such continued support. Um, right, it's gonna seems like it's gonna g- continue to have this support right up until the launch of whenever Grand Turismo Seven comes out in spring? Question mark. Yeah. It it is good to see. I will say that. I mean, I don't th- actually. There is no other company that does that. I don't think. Yes, much to my chagrin. But enough about Forza. Um, oh, we were talking about Forza. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Forza Seven, which hasn't had any work done to it for over a year. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Actually, a year ago today was the last FRC final. Oh, how about that? I remember that because um, one of the guys from Lazarus Racers, or as I know him, Tobin, um, because that's his name, um, Tobin was posting about it earlier today on Twitter, uh-huh. so I saw that. Uh-huh. Oh, Tobin, if you ever want to come on the show, let me know. We had Dan on, so you're next. Um, Tag your head. <laughs> moving on, um, there... It's been announced this week that F1 2020 is finally getting a demo on consoles, which I'm kind of surprised this wasn't a thing before. Um, They are available for the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, so that's previous gen now, since technically next gen is now current gen, if you're going to get real technical about it. I was going to say, we're in that funky crossover period, so current gen would be both, I would think. Yeah. Because there is still new games coming out for... Yeah, that's right. Previous, quote, previous gen, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, if you ever want to try out F1 2020, I know we've talked about it on this show a lot. We've all talked about how good it is. So, if you wanted to check it out without wanting to commit to the full price, now would be the time to check it out. I actually Absolutely. might do that after we're done recording. Yeah. Since my Xbox has been feeling neglected over the last couple of weeks. Actually, you know what? I marked the date on it. One of when the last time I fired up my Xbox was. When? Over a year ago. Wow. Needless to say, I don't think I'm gonna I don't think I'm gonna fire that thing up anytime soon. Nor am mm-hmm. I gonna get a new one. I might fire it up so I can like use it as a entertainment system well that's the thing i've fired up my ps4 more often than i fired up that thing. oh i haven't turned my ps4 on in like six months no how about that it, it's it's still sits on my desk it's staring at me right now well, well the thing is about my xbox i kind of have it hidden behind another tv mm. so uh it i mean i could barely see it but i don't see its face i kind of see the side profile of it you know yeah See, I so, have. Uh, the... I, I can't. I can't make eye contact with it, so yeah. I can't see the uh, guilty face that it's making and yeah. feeling neglected and <laughs> teary-eyed look. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Exactly. I promise, listeners, I will never do that again. Yeah, please don't. That was horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween was last month, Ben. Um... <laughs> Play with me. You said you weren't going to do it again. I know, but it was funny. <laughs> um, anyway, um, remember I have the Xbox Series X. So it's, you know, it's the size of the 
um, Xbox Series S. Or wait, no. Uh, too many different series. Too many different Xboxes. I have the Xbox One X. I'm not sure if I said series or one before, so I'm clarifying. I you said Xbox- both. Okay. I have the Xbox One at One X, which is about the same size as the Xbox One S. Good grief. Yeah, um, yeah that's exactly what you said before, and then you got all confused. Yeah, because I thought I said series S. Was that? I'll go back and listen to it later. Um, okay, yeah, well, moving on. Yeah, um, so it's small enough that it literally, I have the special edition that has a vertical scan, so it's literally sitting next to my router right now. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, like, if I if I were to lean over, I'd be going past the reach of my microphone, but I could touch both the Xbox and the PlayStation. Anyway. Uh, we've gone Speaking up. of the play, actually, a quick another tangent off that. Okay. How hot does your PlayStation run? I mean, mine is currently on a or it's under a like a monitor stand that my TV sits on top of. But one of it runs. Does it get incredibly hot? Not usually. Okay, so I had it run in the other day, and it cut. I don't have any desk space, so I have like a little kickbox where my TV sits, my foot pedals are, and I have the PlayStation over on the left side. It sits about, I don't know, eight inches off the floor. But I was stretching my foot, and I rested it on top of the PlayStation very briefly, and it was so hot, I'm pretty sure I could fry an egg on it. That's not good. Uh, but it runs fine. It doesn't skip, it doesn't do anything, but I never noticed how hot it actually gets mm-hmm. until then. I was like, holy crap, man. <laughs> yeah, I... Trying to remember, though. I think the original one, Xbox One, was the only console I really had heating issues with. Yeah, and that's where the R-Rod... Or no, the 360 had heating issues, and that's where the R-Rod came from. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Red Ring of Death. Yes. For those who aren't familiar with that term. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking I, of which, there was a meme that went around of the uh, solar eclipse whenever the moon was covering over. Oh, yeah, you, saw the, you saw the ring around it, and then yep. they showed <laughs> Xbox 360 owners getting flashbacks to Nom with the red ring of death. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Gotta love the air on that sometimes. Oh, yeah. It, it, it wins on that one. Anyway, back to sim racing news. Yes. Um, That's another one for the bingo card. Yeah. It's quite a light week for sim racing news, for Actually, whatever you know, reason. I think it's it because it's because the holidays are starting to gear up, so um, people are taking more time off, like I am uh, this week. I was going to say, it's because of the Thanksgiving holiday here in the States, I'm pretty sure, because, I mean, there's it's pretty quiet on all fronts, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, Modders well, are going crazy, I know that much. But. Oh, yeah. Um we do have a few quickie update things to talk about. R Factor 2, as Matt, Jordan, and Angus said last week, Spa has been released on R Factor 2. And my God, is it gorgeous. I was going to say, I'm assuming you've driven it. Oh, yeah. I took the uh, BMW i8 uh, Formula E safety car around the Spa circuit, and I just cruised around just to take a look at the scenery and stuff, mm-hmm. and it is so pretty. I mean, there's been a few modders that are out there that done a recreation of it and they've done a good job i mean but, there's really not 
there's not really much difference you can see. You just have to really pay close attention to see all the tiny details mm-hmm. of what is different between them. I was going to say that there's just some things that you can't get right unless it's a laser scan. Well, I mean, it's not so much that it wasn't a laser scan. It's a lot of the scenery, actually. They're much more crisp. They look more realistic to the environment that's in there. Mm-hmm. If you get what I'm trying to say there on mm-hmm. that. It doesn't look like it's something's like, okay, here's the track environment here. But if you look at the ambient environment and it just looks like it's thrown in there and it photoshopped in somehow. Yeah. And it, looks, and it just looks like garbage. It's not a default, like, texture yeah. for, like, tree number five or something like that. Yeah, it's not a copy and paste sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> I've definitely played a lot of various games and there's a couple that come to mind that it's like, oh, they made one tree. Yeah. What's, um, so talking about details on that, um, my gauge on how detailed they go with a track, and I use it as my constant because I know what it is, is that Sebring, actually. Because right mm-hmm. at my campsite, if I am facing the track over to the left, there's a couple of oak trees and palm trees over there. Now, if I drive by that location and I stop and I look and see how many trees are there, if they just portray as one large tree, it's wrong. And I know they didn't pay much attention because there's about six of them over there. Mm-hmm. So, You're right off of Tower, aren't you? No, we're right at turn 11. No, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I can never remember if it's turn 11 or tower. Just, so I just remember it's one Tower is turn degrees. 13. That yeah. little kink that goes to the right is turn 12, which you don't really consider it a turn because you're flat out and just setting up for 13 at that point. Yeah. But the long sweeping left-hander that has like two or three apexes and then you try to not hit the grass patch that goes out there to the right. Yeah. That's turn 11. Yeah. I I can never... For some reason, I always get them mixed in my head of where you usually sit at. Yeah. Anyway. Um, fun fun fact. Do you know why they call it tower turn? I do. It's because of the original airport tower. No. Oh, wait. No. Water tower. Yes. That's it. Okay. I remember seeing that thing <laughs> years and years ago. I remember when they tore it down, I was, was kind of bummed out because it's one of those... Uh, Iconic fixtures that you always got used to seeing. Mm-hmm. And then, kind of like uh, the oak tree at VIR. Yeah. So oh, and it, it was actually the same. Yeah, I was going to say, we're kind of going through the same thing right now at Sebring now, actually, because they took out the old drive-over bridge and put in a new one, which mm-hmm. by far is a major upgrade because it's two lanes and you can walk over it, as opposed to the other one was one lane and you could not drive a camper over it or anything. You, it was strictly car. Yeah. So now anything can go over it. Nice. So, Just and it looks nicer too. And what I really like about it is that on each side, because they did it as a proper bridge and not just a uh, bridge with a, a steel frame on it, is that they put embankments on it and they turned them all into spectator hills. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So basically, you sit on the side of the bridge and watch cars go zinging by either into or out of the tunnel mm-hmm. or the, under the bridge. Yeah. Whatever this whole virus thing ends, I definitely need to actually get to a race like that at some point. Oh, Sebring's... Sebring's... I'm sure everybody's probably heard this, me say this before. It's one of those things that you go, and you want to go again, or you do go again every time, or you go once, and you never go back. Yeah. For some reason, I feel like I want to do Daytona first. I don't know why. Daytona is... I think it's because my real-life schedule is a little bit more flexible, 
towards the end of January. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I haven't gone to Daytona for years. It's not the event that it used to be. I mean, there's a great race. Don't get me wrong. No, the racing is always great. You heard it here first. Yeah, it's it's a great race, but like the atmosphere around it, it just seems a little bit too commercialized. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, as opposed to Sebring, it's more like a go out there, make an animal out of yourself. If you embarrass yourself, don't worry, it doesn't go beyond this. <laughs> Sort of thing. It, it it's more of a barbecue than it is a barbecue where a race occurs, rather than a shopping mall where a race occurs. Does that make? Yeah, sense? I was gonna say there's three types of people that go to Sebring. There's the groups that go there to party. You? Which, no. There's groups that are there strictly for the race, and there's a group of people, they're, both. they're for both. Yeah. Yeah, and that I fall under the both category. <laughs> um, but actually, no joke at all. Actually, there's a couple that comes out there they bring this massive huge grill out to the track Mm -hmm. and actually believe it or not i just recently learned that they are related to the same people that run sunny's barbecue oh okay yeah the sunny's uh sunny's barbecue restaurant chain they're related to those people i did not know that until about a year ago um i'm trying to remember where i saw i i've been down in that area so i've definitely seen signs for it but it it doesn't get this far north. No, but anybody who doesn't know it, they Sonny's Barbecue did sponsor Dale Coyne's IndyCar team, if anybody pays attention to IndyCar racing. So, and this was about almost 10 years ago when they were doing that. But anyway, so they literally pull up in this massive tow-behind trailer that's about 20 feet long, and it's a giant grill. And they cook up all this food. They don't pay attention to anything that's going on in the track. They go inside the track, and all they do is cook food and serve it out to people. And they don't care what's going on with the race. They just want to go there, cook food, and hand it out for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for those who care, the closest one for me is in Kentucky. So it's closer to the um, Porter yeah, than it is me. It, it's very much so a southern type restaurant sort of thing. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, now that we're. I've officially lost track of how many tangents we've gone on today, but well, in fairness, we don't have a lot of sim racing news, so yeah. we're going to have a little bit of tangents here. And it, you know what? It's a holiday week. It's a holiday week. We're I'm technically on vacation right now. I got one more day of work left, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason I took these two days off this week was because I would literally lose them at the end of the year if I didn't take them. Cause oh yeah, five. Yeah, sanity days. Yeah. Always going to uh, use this energy You have no idea how accurate that is for me right now. <laughs> um, moving right along, there's actually been two updates to sort of course of the come to CNA. Well, one for the console and one just today, as in Tuesday, for the PC. Um, for PC users, this is version 1.6.2. And if it's one of their hot fixes, so it doesn't really adjust a lot of things. Um, it's... Small Just things. Essentially, does it to keep the game from crashing? No, yeah, there's that. Um, like for instance, fix a potential crash when loading multiple gallery replays. Um, Which why would you load up multiple ones? You can only view one at a time. I'm not sure how that would work. No, I don't. Somebody would have to explain that to me. Unless yeah. I mean, you load up one, watch it, and load up another one, and the other one hasn't fully internally yeah. shut down yet, sort of thing. Let's see. Um, other things fixed a missing L. OD assignment for the Audi RA LMS Evo. Um, 
fixed an issue with opponent car LOD flicker when using mirror resolution settings, which I'm assuming that was like a graph, like a graphical glitch whenever you would look up and the car would be freaking out behind you, I guess. I don't know. I'm guessing that's what LOD stands for. I've never heard the term before. Yeah. Um, Anybody who's out there in the Twitter world will let us know on Thursday. Probably. Yeah. Um, a couple other things for the console version. Um, stability within the customization options, which, you know, that's kind of an important thing. Um, mm-hmm. This is the one I found really amusing for the consoles. Fixed an issue when starting an event using the Lamborghini Scooter Corsa team. When using the Lamborghini what? Squad Corsa. Corsa. Ah. Team. Apparently, like, I guess the game would crash whenever you try to blow up a race with using one of the Lambos from that team. That's interesting. That That's... How is that possible? <laughs> there has to be something within the code for that particular livery on the car, I would imagine. Maybe. Yeah. That's um, the only thing I could possibly think of. Yeah. Other things, mixed issues with mid-race progress not saving correctly in all game modes. Excuse me. Um, both updates for console and PC also did some things with the um, custom control configurations for servers and other things like that. And um, for the console, they added options for the user's to set dead zones for throttle and brake pedals. Okay. I know we give ACC for the console a lot of crap, but that kind of... Actually, in fairness, we don't give it that much crap at all. I mean, it I mean, we we harped on it once, and then we pretty much said, all right, keep that at arm's length. Yeah. We Um, don't don't need two forces. (laughs) Ouch. Um... (laughs) Actually, having driven both ACC and Forza with a wheel, ACC is better um, for console. Ooh, shots fired! Shots fired! Yeah. Um, but something like adding dead zones for the pedals, you would think that's kind of you know a necessary thing that should be in the game launch. You know. It. The only thing, the only reason why I would imagine you need to have a dead zone setting, it'd be similar for what they have it for PC, is because the game cannot identify your particular steering wheel, so you have to calibrate it yourself. Uh, oh, something that I also. Just but at the about same time, could be a controller thing. Well, it could be, but at the same time, if it's working on a console, it should be able to identify your wheel. Yeah, I. We do know that ACC has had some issues doing that. Right. Like, but I'm just saying the console itself should be able to identify your wheel. It shouldn't yeah. come down to an individual software sort of thing. Yeah. As opposed to when you're on your computer, there's so many different things on there. It has to purpose, you have to program it to identify your wheel. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. So, so in other words, the console should already know what's plugged into it and identify it. Mm-hmm. You plug it into a PC, you have to tell it what it is. Okay, that, I guess that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're using 
kind of like like the setup that I'm using right now, where my wheel, base, my pedals, and my shifter all plug into the, the PC separately. Right. Where on the console, everything has to go through the wheel hub. Right. And the reason why I say it in that particular way, listener, for instance, my steering wheel that I use, I can use strictly on PC or my Xbox. If I plug it into my PlayStation, the PlayStation is not going to identify it at all. Yeah, same here. As opposed to, and it's the same thing with, uh, for instance, a PlayStation steering wheel to where I can plug it into PlayStation, it can work there, or I can plug it into a computer, but the Xbox won't read it. So there's an individual software inside of a console that identifies your particular wheel. That's why I said that it can identify what the wheel is, as opposed to whenever you plug it into your PC, you tell what it is. Yeah. Which, side note, I need to, to figure out a setting on my pedals that I actually get their actual name instead of my computer calling them sim pedals all the time. What's wrong with sim pedals? This discussion is way too nerdy to even have on this show. So, <laughs> well, in fairness, we are talking about sim racing because we are talking about sim steering wheels. Okay, fair. Um, it's my OCD acting uh... up because it's called the Thrustmaster TS. Or wait, no. TX. Sorry, I forgot what model I had for a second there. Wow. And it's called the Thrustmaster TH8A Shifter, and then Sim Pedals. Sim Pedals. Come play with us. Anyway. um, Dear listener, I think we figured out uh, Ben's new nickname. It's going to be Sim Pedals. It's better than Suddenly Jordan. Um... Last little piece of update news that we have. Oh, good grief. Last little piece of update news that we have. There was an iRacing update that, again, hotfix, small changes to the UI. Um, The really only interesting one that I, well, two that I saw was that um, there was an update to the old damage model that collision incident reporting has been updated for the old damage model so that the world impacts check to ensure the material is a non-racing surface before reporting an incident. Right. Which, which I think is way too many words just to say um, the <laughs> the system will now recognize if you're using a car with the old damage model if you're driving off the track or not. So, anyway. Right. Um, the other one that I saw was that for the McLaren MP4-30 is that it fixed a wrist twist animation for some drivers when steering counterclockwise. So, was the... Whenever you would turn to the left, would the entire wrist on one of the hands just go completely wonky or... Not sure what would cause that. Neither do I. Uh, that's why we are. We just comment on game developer de- game development. We aren't game developers. No, we are not. No. Um. So moving right along, Louis, do you have some mod news for us? I got a ton of mod news when it comes to R Factor Two. Um, All I right. believe 
Well, uh, anybody who was here for the sh- last couple of shows that I was on and brought you updates, we were maybe getting one, maybe two mods in two weeks. So since I've last joined you, and we may have a few repeats on this, I got a grand total of, what is it? Twenty one individual mods that have been updated or released since then. Twenty one. Twenty one. Okay, let me go get some popcorn. I'll be right back. All right, go right on ahead. So the first one is very... I was going to say, the very first one is very anticlimactic. I have no idea what the heck it is. Uh, It's VISC, which I'm assuming is a league, and it just says VISC Skin Pack. You go to the description, it goes Skin Pack for VISC, updated updated as of Round 5, Bell Isle, includes Curtain Track. That is the description. I don't know what it's for. I don't know what cars it goes on to. All I know, it's probably for the VISC league. Whomever that is. Um, um, looks like they have a Facebook page. Well, I'll let oh, you wait, go no, ahead. That's the Vienna International Sailing Club. That's not it. Um, no. That, did you say Vienna International Sailing Club? Yes, I did. Wow. <laughs> oh. oh, here we go. Um, Make sure they include the sausages. Um, yes, v- you were saying? VISC, Virtual IMSA Sport Car Championship. Oh, okay, so it's virtual IMSA. That's good to yeah. know. So I'm guessing they have IMSA stuff. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and click the subscribe thing now, and I'm going to check it out after the show. Anyways, um, after that, it was the HME Interlagos 180. This is what you would see a lot with our factor. A lot of leagues will have an individual event. Basically gives you the track, all the paint jobs for all the team cars that are going to be in that particular event. And they go racing based off of that. Now, the good news is on Steam is that you can download these things and basically just give yourself more liveries to race with. So it's a good way to have a good field filter filler out there. Um, first track on here, we got the Hamilton Street Circuit for you Australian V8 supercar fans. So that has become available over there. Um, also, another HME event. It is the Sentinel 240. So you get the Sentinel Circuit. And by the looks of it, it's going to be a 240 event, and I'm not sure what category of car they're going to be using on that. But again, probably a very similar thing where you can go ahead and get new liveries on there. Um, Then you got the Autodromo International du Algarve circuit that is available out there now. Have not given that one a shot, but I'm sure it... Actually, it looks very basic. There's not a lot of textures on the circuit, but it could end up actually being one of those uh, diamond in the rough things. Um, CFS WSCC skin pack, very close to IOCC, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got right to that one there, but but mm-hmm. they're not making a profit off of it, so I can't really uh, give them too hard, much of a hard time. So again, that's another one of those uh, livery fillers by the looks of it. They got some GT3 and LMP2 machinery on there, so you can go ahead and get yourself some more liveries there. Um... I'm going to try to pronounce this. Autodromo de Cascavel is another one for a track by the looks of it. Yeah, they have the uh, Brazilian Stock Car Championship cars on there for their profile pick. So that is another circuit you can get out there. And it's much like the Algarve one there that I mentioned. It looks very smooth, a little bit too smooth. So there is that. And then we also have the Circuit, circuit Primo. I'm not sure how to say that. It's in Russia. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so that's Very general. Yeah, well, that's all it tells me. Primo is a fair, 
Oh, it's a fantasy permanent road circuit in Russia made by me. That is the description. <laughs> okay. Yeah, wonderful, isn't it? So, there's very, that one. Very distinct. Yes, very distinct. And um, and actually, this is next mod is actually more of a detail thing for your own personal. It says tiny, compact HUD. So whenever you are driving, you don't have as much bits and bobs on your screen while you're driving along. It makes them super small and, yeah, super That's small. handy. Yeah, so that way you got more viewing space on that. And now we get down to some good stuff right here. Uh, ASR Formula. They've had two mods since we have last gone over this. They have the Formula 2 championship car from 2017, and they have the 2015 GP3 car. Have not given them a chance, but if it's anything like ASR has done, the sound is going to be fantastic, and they're going to handle beautifully. You know, the more and more I look at this game, the more and more I should probably play it. Well, and I feel like I say that every time we talk about it on this show. And it's well, still- hang on. It's going to get a lot more tastier here on this one for you. So another circuit that has come out, and I believe this will be... No, we got two more or three more tracks that are coming on. So we got the Avis circuit from 1967 and 1993. Mm-hmm. Those were mostly used during the uh, DTM championship during those years. Cool. Now, anybody who doesn't know it, it is two incredibly long straightaways, and there's one particular corner that is incredibly steeply banked, and it is paved with bricks. The banking is. That could produce some interesting racing. It, it, it would. I have not given this one a try yet. It looks rather interesting, and at the same time, the circuit itself looks rather meh. Mm. It's more like a blast down the straightaway as far as fast as you can. If you got the horsepower, you win. Sort of thing. It's not always so. the case. Well, it's more like a drag racing sort of thing, it seems like. With a couple mm-hmm. corners thrown on each end to make you go back the other way. Oh, yeah. That, that That's just what it appears to me. It could be a fun circuit. I haven't given it a shot yet. I'm going to download it and see what we get out of that. Um, let's see. We also got the European Touring Car Championship 2003 pack. That just came out. That looks like it has everything from that particular year. I'm looking at a BMW. There is a Skoda, a Honda, the Seat, the Alpha. I think the only thing that I'm just missing out of that is the Volvo. Yeah, by the looks of it, just the Volvo is missing out of that. But I'm not entirely sure if Volvo raced in 2003. Somebody will probably correct me on that one. And here's a fun one right here. This is from GTPC, which they have released three Group C cars in the past. They had the Lancia, the Jaguar XJR5, and the Porsche 956. They have now released, in this, it calls it the Porsche 930. I've downloaded it, and I've given a few things a try, and we're going to feature one of the cars on the Tour Test Track. So we got a Porsche 930 from Group 4. We got the Porsche 934. And the car that we're going to try on the test track is the 934-5. So front end like a 911, rear end like a 935. Lots of power. It so sounds we're like gonna a, have... it, that sounds like an interesting combination. It is, and it's basically the car that preluded the 935 for all terms and purposes. Well, the technicality police are probably going to get on me, but whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Um, we got F1 2010. It is the FW32. So that is the Williams car. You can get that now as an individual mod. 
And from the same people that are going to give you the Porsche 930, they also released the BMW M1. So you got all the different variations of that particular car. They got it as the Pro Car. They got it as the Endurance Racer. They got it as the Group 4 Racer. Anything under the sun. Um, Global Endurance Modding with their super awesome killer modern-day WEC mod that they have done. Mm -hmm. They have updated the Ford portion of that, which anybody who wants to have Fords in that particular mod, you have to go to URD's website and buy that from them in particular in order to play it on there. But they've done a balance of performance update on it and fixes a couple other things on there as well. But it comes with five individual liveries on that particular car. Um, I should note, just quick on that, because I was literally looking at this mod as you're uh-huh. going through this, the Ford's only three pounds right now, so that's what four and a half dollars. Yeah, it's about what I paid for it whenever I went there. Yeah. Also, another thing, if while you're on that URD website, if you go over there, they have a 20, 2015 LMP1 mod on there. The only car that's literally missing is the Toyota, but you have the Nissan, you have the Audi, you have the Porsche, and you mm-hmm. have the Rebellion. Oh, and they're also missing the uh, Baikalis car. They basically put that livery onto a Rebellion R13. Or not R13. R1. There we go. Rebellion R1. So mm-hmm. it's on there for that. And that's and they also have pounds. That pack. Yeah. And they also have a killer DTM pack on there. Yeah. Uh, I've That was I've, a lot of fun. I've bought ORD stuff in the past. Um, I have the version of the, the Ford that you mentioned for AC, and I also grabbed the um, MA and the Aston. Oh, and there you go. I'm currently waiting for them to release the C8R. Ooh. Because they've tweeted that they're working on it. Ooh. I have to keep my eyes out for that one. And the last time I said that on this show, that's when iRacing announced the C8R, so maybe if I say it again, well, it will, <laughs> it will happen. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Alright, so... The last two tracks out of the mod updates here, we have another Monza out there, but it is updated to 2020 standards. So you can get yourself a modernized Monza circuit. And from ISI, we have Montreal, which, if I'm not mistaken, I've used quite a few of ISI's tracks, and they're actually quite good, and they look pretty decent as well. So there is that. And we also have the F-180s Historic Edition. It says whip demo in parentheses, so I'm guessing this is just a trial and error thing. And it has a 1986 Benetton on there that you can drive around by the looks of it. I don't know if there's anything else available as of yet on that particular mod. I'll have to download it and try it later. And last but not least, now this is an interesting one because if you open up the page... It's another one of those gentlemen from ASR Formula, which they have done a lot of the 1991 cars. Mm-hmm. And this is the only thing that is not an F1 car on there, and it is a Porsche 911 RSR from 1973. This is my all-time favorite Porsche. No so, joke. So expect a tour test track from that in the future. Not so much that, because it's... Literally, the only reason why it is my absolute favorite Porsche is because of the sound that it makes. Mm. In particular, on downshifts, if it's somebody who knows what they're doing. (laughs) It just has a certain hum to it, and it just sounds awesome. That is why it's my favorite RSR. But anyway, so that 
it's all of our mods. Now, if I'm not mistaken here, let me go back down to where the ASR one. Yeah, so there's basically two gentlemen that have ASR mods out there. You have Linfield, which if you click on his particular page, he has all the stuff that he has. He has four pages worth of ASR formula stuff. And that's all it is, is ASR formula stuff. This other gentleman who made this RSR, I don't know if he's still with them or not, but he still has it on their particular page, or on his particular page, some ASR formula stuff. And he is... I'm just going to spell it out because I'm not even going to try to pronounce this. S-D-E-R-E-N-N-O. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that, and I'm pretty good with that sort of thing. So, anyway. So, yeah. And that... It's all the updated mods from R-Factor 2. When we're off the show, you're going to have to show me how to download all this Global Endurance stuff. Oh, yeah. That's that's very simple and easy. Cool. Um, So, since we've mentioned the Tor test track a number of times, I believe we do have one prepared, don't we, Lois? Yes, we do. Get ready to hear some good turbo chirping action. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Tor Test Track on the Tor Radio Show on RadioLamont.com. Today, we talked about it in the show a little bit with the release of the new Spa Francorchamps, so we're going to go ahead and select that as our circuit this time around. And we also hinted that we're going to drive a Porsche 934.5. So, not much to say about it. It's a 911 front end, 935 back end with a 935 engine in it, and it got lots of power, lots of boost, a lot of turbo spool. So, you might listen closely, you might hear that thing chirping away out here on this one. So, let's go ahead and put her in startup mode and do a couple warm up turns here. A little bit of a delay on the start up there on the cars. We're going to start making our way out of the pit lane here, ladies and gentlemen. No pit speed limiter back in the day, so we have to watch our speed as we leave the pit lane here, and we've got to try to make it around this very tight hairpin at the end of the pit exit. creeping along here so it's going to take a couple corners maybe about a lap and a half to get the tires up the temperature here as most modders do they try to emulate what tire technology was like for the car at the time hear that butterfly of the turbo chirping right away as we head towards Orouge for the first time out of the pit lane we're definitely not going to attack this one, that is for sure we're going to go ahead and let our coast on up through the hill here while we get some tire temperature car has heavy understeer instantly right away. A lot of weight on the back, very little weight on the front, so naturally it's going to want to try and porpoise a little bit as we go through corners. Ford gear gearbox as we're going to continue around the lap to try to get some tire temp in. Heavy on the brakes here. It's a very long brake zone. The brakes are not very strong on the car. To be very careful on throttle application as well, just like that, even under cold tires, because when the turbo kicks in, the car absolutely wants to get sideways on you. Turbo lag, it's the real thing. Try to take a couple of these corners a little bit more aggressively so we can try to get some tire temperature up in there. We start wringing this thing's neck at the end of this first lap here as we continue our way down towards the lowest part of the circuit before we start heading towards the bus stop. 
that would have breathed just a little bit. Now the double left hander here, and normally in a GT3 car, or any modern car for that matter, maybe have to breathe the throttle and get, let it go through and you let the downforce and all the mechanical grip do on it. Get through the corner of this car, you definitely have to apply the brakes there on that one. Have to tip through, toe through most of these corners here, even under cold tire temperatures. Try and use that throttle to steer the car a little bit as we come out dancing. At the very bottom of the hill here, now we're going to start working our way back uphill towards start finish line and the bus stop, and we'll start seeing what this car is really made out of here. Tiptoe through there, as most corners I think we're going to have to do it that way because there's just no downforce and not a lot of mechanical grip really. As we come up towards the kink, see what we can be able to do with this. Fourth gear have to be breathe the throttle for the kink leading up to the kink even so that way we do not lose it altogether. Use a lot of the curb and then some out there. Get on the accelerator now. Here we are. Now we're gonna really gonna try it here. Come up to the bus stop for the first time. First gear slide it in. Doing a total sprint car dirt track style there on that one. Here we are across the start finish line. Let's see what we can get going here on this one for you, ladies and gentlemen. As we come up to the airpin for the first time. Fourth gear up to 130 miles an hour, hard on the brakes, drop it down to first gear, hit the apex there, get through it, easy, easy feed on the throttle gently so it doesn't step out too much for you there. Better towards Eau Rouge for the first time in anger, see what we can do on this one. Not feeling too confident in the tires there, I think we're going to have to stab the brakes there, drop it down to third and it's still under steering, way off circuit, around she goes on me at the top of the hill, out of the wall. A light kiss there, but thankfully damage is turned off, so we don't have to worry about making an adventure to the pit lane there, ladies and gentlemen. Just an absolutely angry car. Even with the application of the brakes and drumming it down to third gear going through Eau Rouge, it's still got real nasty and got sideways on me, so hopefully we can hold it together for the rest of the lap and see what we can do here. Down to the end of the kennel straightaway here as we apply the brakes real hard here. Once again, very long break zone. Down to second gear, tiptoe through here at about 60 miles an hour through the chicane. Back in the old days, we go straight off there and then we'll take a very long sweeping left-hander on the very old circuit. Mash the throttle there, give it a good hard squirt as we start heading our way downhill towards the lowest part of the circuit. Tiptoe through here once again, about another 50 mile an hour corner here. This is the horseshoe going downhill. Feed it onto the throttle, feel the turbos kick in just briefly, float it out to the right, hit the apex on the left, float it out there to where you use all that curb and then some, and we come up to our double apex left-hander. Fourth gear, 135, drop it down to third, gets a little bit sideways there, does not like that downshift real aggressively. Float it through there at 80 miles an hour, second part of the left-hander, feed it onto the throttle, bring it up the fourth gear, and then we come into a hard break zone. Good setup spot for a pass if you have opponents. We're just gonna try and hold on for dear life on this car. It's such an angry car. Hard on the throttle there as it tries to step sideways on me there. Hard brake wing once again as we start heading up towards the bus stop. Floating through there, 60 miles an hour. Grab third gear, let it flow through the right-hander here as we go to the long kinking straightaway. Gotta love the sound of those butterflies whenever they change gear out of the turbo. Last lap we were not able to even take this part in full throttle. This time we are. Okay, so now here we are at the kink itself. 
Let it breathe, float it through there. Hear the tires just scream. Use the carbon Nensa. Hard on the throttle once again as here we come up into the bus stop. Drop it all the way down to first gear. How slow are we going through there? 30 miles an hour. That's just all the grip that she's got, ladies and gentlemen. So we can get hard onto the throttle, onto the front straightaway once again. And now I'm going to keep my yap shut and let you just absolutely enjoy the sounds of this portion. Where every time we do one of these tour test tracks, you have increasingly more and more fun. I try. That that's the whole idea is to <laughs> try. I mean, I, I get it. For some people, it's not so much a thing of being able to experience it. It's more of a commentary thing. So it's kind of like what commentary would be like behind the wheel of an actual race car. Yeah. 
So the only difference is we're using a video game instead of using real life race car. Yeah. Anyway, that actually does it for this episode of the Torah Radio Show. Um, happy Thanksgiving to all of our American friends. Tweet us at the real underscore Torah. What are you thankful for in 2020? It's been a bit of a weird year. I think all of us could stand to share something positive that happened to us in this year out into the world. Um, be thankful for something in a year full of such uncertainty and such I'm trying to find the right word here, which would be appropriate. Such division within everyone around the world. But I, I'll go ahead and say what I'm thankful for is that my family's still together and nobody got deathly ill. I'll say mm-hmm. that because I don't want to say the C word. Nobody got deathly ill this year and we're able to avoid it altogether. So I'm pretty thankful for that. Yeah. I mean, I've had and we get one. to do this every other week. Oh yeah, that that's always fun. Yeah, um, I'm thankful for just this strange little community of sim racers that we've kind of developed. Um, just it's almost like a cult, isn't it? I wouldn't say it's a cult. A, a nonviolent cult. A nonviolent cult. Um, I mean, there's people sending money to places, but anyway. That's <laughs> anyway, that does it for another episode of the Toro Radio Show. Send money to a sim racing show. I've been Ben Williams. Lewis has been Lewis. Stay safe, everyone. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. And stay tuned for On the Grid. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.